Springtime in the year 2020. Definitely not the best of times. But it's also not the worst of times. What it is, maybe, is the strangest of times. I keep saying this, I keep saying we all had to get quarantined in our houses in order to come out at the same time to get to know each other. This is the fourth in a special Stories of Hope coronavirus series. In this episode, when a music teacher in New Orleans wanted to do something, anything, to bring comfort and joy to her neighbors, she decided to do the only thing she could. She walked outside her house and started playing her violin. One of the reasons I love this city is, I mean, anything goes. You're all, it's whatever, whatever you want to do. If you want to play the violin on the lawn with a banjo, you go for it. We'll take you to one New Orleans neighborhood where something small and simple has grown into something big and beautiful. And then, these really are the times that try men's souls. I want to talk a little bit about self-care in times of crisis and uh, things we can do to help keep us from imploding. Sin Relief Missionaries Taylor Field and Andrew Mann share practical tips on how you can build yourself up so you can help the needy and hurting people around you. From Sin Relief, this is a special Stories of Hope, Part 4, The Age of Coronavirus. Sometimes a kid comes along who can pick out middle C before they can spell their own name. Stephanie Screen was one of those kids. Stephanie began listening to music, studying music, and playing music when she was in preschool. Well, I started playing the piano when I was four, so I do not remember not playing piano. Then I decided I wanted to try the violin, so I started violin when I was 10. And then I just kept going with both piano and violin from there on out through college. And that is where this story begins, with a virtuoso and a violin and a virus. This is Stephanie Screen's Story of Hope. New Orleans is a whole lot of unique put together to make one big unique, is a good way to put it. But um, this neighborhood is, it's right in between what we call Lakeview and Mid-City. And um, uh, uh, many of the neighbors here have lived for even possibly generations in a house in this area. But we also have a lot of young families. And so it's just a wonderful area to be. But for me, it's, it's been a challenge to get to know people just because of my schedule, because I'm usually teaching a little bit later in the day. So the hour that most people are out walking, I'm still teaching. But um, a violin is very portable. And I had a friend who used to joke with me about, Stephanie feels really comfortable just playing the violin anywhere at any time, which probably is true. Um, so when all this happened, I'm thinking, well, what can I do? So I thought, well, I live on a corner with a pretty big lawn, and I happen to live on a fairly wide street, but not a busy street. And um, so I thought, I'm just going to start playing. I'm going to sit in a chair on the lawn, and I'm going to start playing. 
and just see. Maybe I'll get to meet some neighbors. Maybe it'll be something that will connect with somebody and just bring a bright spot into their day. If you have a violin, the sound of it for some reason tends to be comforting to people and it's fascinating to children. And so I sat out there and started playing and I think I had, I don't know, 30 people maybe who wandered by. By the third night, I think I had 73 people who came, either sat in their little six foot space or wandered by and stopped and listened for a little bit. And it just got to be very quickly, just be a really, a really special time for me. I play usually at 6.30, and around 6.30 to 7, the little children in the neighborhood come by, often in their pajamas, and they will sing songs, and it's really special to me just to, to get to have that time with the children especially. But then I'm also loving getting to know all of the grown-ups in the neighborhood too. My, my parents particularly really taught me the idea that you don't you don't just go on mission trips you live your life as a time of ministry every christian is a minister and every christian's primary calling of course is to love the lord but secondary calling is to love others and share the lord with them people often say oh i you know i wish i could do that i wish i could do something i wish i had a talent and i believe with all my heart, that everybody is gifted at different things. And no matter what the Lord has gifted people with, I really believe there's a way they can use it, particularly during this time. Hey, Lindley. Hey, Emily. Hey, Sophia. I think I met about 50 neighbors in a four-day span right after all of this happened where everybody was trapped at home. So it's just been a really fun... It's, it's Again, it's very New Orleans. It's been a really fun, just very organic time of just connecting and I believe that that is just the way that God works whether it's a time of sadness or a time of joy God makes beautiful things that is Stephanie screen by day Stephanie is a music teacher and now by night she is a violinist in her front yard. And now, part two of our program. In stressful and scary times like these, it's easy to want to do something, and then do something else, and then do something else. Taylor Field and Andrew Mann are sin relief missionaries in New York City. Taylor leads the work at the Graffiti Baptist Center on Manhattan's Lower East Side, while Andrew leads the work at Graffiti 2 Baptist Center in the Bronx. Recently, they connected for an online conversation about the best ways to help hurting people, and they talked about a first step that many people overlook. Here's Taylor. Okay, Andrew, it's good to be back with you again to talk. I'm here in uh, the Lower East Side of Manhattan in New York City, and you're in the South Bronx. Um, we want to talk a little bit about self-care in times of crisis and uh, things we can do to help keep us from imploding. And let me just ask you, you and I have worked together for a while. What, what are things that make you feel overwhelmed? 
I think probably the biggest factor that gives you the sense of that overwhelming feeling is when you can't control what's happening. Uh, I, I often in my life can control things, but can't control things in the lives of other people. Um, I, 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 as things become more urgent as well, uh, you begin to get that overwhelming feeling. And, and I liken it to, um, you know, when you go on a plane and the flight attendants giving you the instructions about what to do in case of an emergency, uh, they, they tell you when the oxygen mask comes down, right? They, it's of course gonna be urgent. Uh, the, the very first thing you do is you put the mask on your face before you put it on the next person's face, right? So we've gotta make sure uh, that we have a sense of what we can control uh, and really um, taking care of ourselves uh, before we start thinking about what we can do uh, to help other people. Um, and I think as pastors, we wanna try to fix it. We wanna try uh, to make it better and we all kind of want to rush in and do what we can uh, to help. And sometimes rushing in and doing things to help isn't going to really be what's going to help out in the long run. What have you learned about taking care of yourself and being present in the long haul? Remember the Big Ten. There's one of the Big Ten that uh, we sometimes don't follow. Sometimes I'll work with um, pastors and I'll ask them this question. I'll say now, um, Joe, did you um, commit adultery this week? I go, no. Uh, did you murder anyone this week? I go, no. Did you steal anything this week? No. Well, that's really good, Joe. Why did you break one of the other Big Ten? And that's not taking any day of rest. And so I just really have encouraged people in terms of self-care. It's pretty serious. If you don't plan your time, somebody else will. And so it's important to structure, first of all, your day of rest so that that's in place. And you will find that if you set aside a time of rest, you'll find someone's gonna say, we've got this important breakfast conference, uh, you know, on the phone, you've gotta, you've gotta be at this, you can't miss it. And, and there's always gonna be so many things you are supposed to do at that time. And all you need to do is say this, here's the two words, I have a, previous commitment. That's it. That's all you got, a previous commitment. Now, your commitment may be to sit in the, your pajamas and watch TV, watch cartoons while you're drinking coffee and uh, resting, whatever, but it's a previous commitment. And Andrew, I've been doing this for a long time. I've said that no one's ever asked me what my previous commitment was. You just say, I've got a previous commitment. Anything you've learned from doing that? Yeah, you know, we're living in a time uh, where we are more highly encouraged to soap up, right? Wash our hands, because we got to wash all the crud off that might do us harm. And similarly, we, we may find ourselves in a place mentally and emotionally uh, where we got a whole lot of crud in our mind that, that uh, we need to uh, find a healthier place, a healthier place to be. Uh, and of course, as, as with anything, we do start with the first thing, get the first thing right. Uh, but something we've talked about is an acronym called SOAP. Uh, SOAP, you can apply to your mind, apply uh, emotionally. Uh, and the first letter of that is S. Uh, it stands for social activity. Uh, how can you socialize? Now, again, we're these days distancing, but not disengaging. So finding some, some ways to connect with people, either by phone or uh, through some other platform that you can make personal connections with people. The O stands for outdoor activity. Um, yes, we're supposed to stay away from people, but there's all kinds of times of the day where you can find some time outdoors, 
uh, and that can bring life. You stay away from people as we're encouraged to do. Uh, but recently, I've really enjoyed my jogging uh, in the morning and throughout the day. Um, I find myself running into the streets, so I'm not uh, encountering somebody on the sidewalk, but it's good. I take care of yourself, but the trees are blooming. It's beautiful, and the outdoor activity uh, can bring a lot of revival to our heart, mind, and soul. Um, the A of SOAP stands for appearance. Think about how you're looking. It's really easy just to get up in the morning and be on your couch, and like you said, be on your pajamas, but or in your pajamas, but kind of day in and day out, there, there's this kind of other effect it has on us. So for me, I, I, I'm a man with a beard. I trimmed my beard and shaped it up a little bit and did what I could to make myself feel good about the way I looked. Um, and the last letter of SOAP is P, uh, project. Uh, think about projects or hobbies uh, you can work on. It could be work projects, uh, but I also find it's good to have projects that have nothing to do with work. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we all like to be able to control things and so much of our life as ministers and pastors, we can't control. And so I like having projects where I can control the outcome. So I, I like to cook. I can control every bit of the outcome of that. So having a project can work to kind of um, bring kind of revival back to the way we're looking at things. So again, if you got crud in your mind, just like the crud on your hands, uh, lather up with some soap and it might do some good. That's great. Soap, I'll remember that. Can you just say real quickly, one last time, S-O-A-P, what, what are the four things? S is social activity, O is outdoor activity, A is appearance, and P is projects. You know, I say to people in New York City that are working at, and they're maybe working in the ministry here, I say, an overloaded plane can't fly. And so we want you to be able to fly. And that's one of the reasons that we walk through some of the self-care principles that we have. From Sin Relief, this has been the fourth in a special Stories of Hope series. If you'd like to hear more stories like these, you can subscribe to the Stories of Hope podcast. When you do so, you'll automatically get a new episode whenever one is released. Go to Apple or Spotify podcasts and search for Stories of Hope. And finally, if you liked what you heard here, rate us and leave a review. That'll help other people find us and enjoy these stories too. We'll be back in a few days with the next episode of The Age of Coronavirus on Stories of Hope.